listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Roberts, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And welcome back to the studio for episode 205. Yeah, welcome, everyone. What's going on? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, we want to open up with uh, some RIPs, because there was two notable deaths this week. So, the first one was somebody whose music I appreciated greatly but who managed to mostly stay out of the public eye, and that was uh, Leonard Hubbard, who was the bassist for The Roots. He was yeah, one of the original... I heard about um, that just recently. Yeah, man, and honestly, when I heard about his death, it was sad, but it made me think, I'm glad I just don't know anything about him. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? I My connection to him is through the music, and that's all... You know what I mean? I don't have anything else to sully that impression of him with me, and so... It, it it had me thinking like I I can appreciate a, a a celebrity who participates in their craft and doesn't have to sell their personal life to 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 get people interested in their craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are just private, and that's, that's a good how thing. it is. I love that. I love that. I think how that's many Christian Bale interviews do you know? Of, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it some people can healthily do it, but I think that that's the minority. You know, I think it would probably be in most celebrities, uh, even though you're not a celebrity if you're not in the public eye. Um, it would be most artists, is in being uh, in the best interest of most artists to be, you know, more reserved with themselves instead of trying to generate celebrity to create, you know, uh, revenue. Which, let me tell you, I'm sure that he was doing very well for himself because the Roots music, let me tell you. You never hear about the Roots' as bad deals. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never hear about, like, man, they signed a bad contract. <laughs> so R.I.P. Leonard Hubbard, your music will be your legacy, and it'll be a golden one. And then there was the passing of um, Bell Hooks, who is a uh, black woman. She's also a feminist. She didn't like to tie those two things together. And so out of respect for her ideology, I'll, I'll say those two things separately. But um, she was very, uh, I guess, prominent in the 70s, introducing the idea of intersectionality. Um, I did have a—I think that her legacy is mixed, and I think I, I give black women their props enough to be a little bit critical of her even in her death because she spoke out and spoke to the pathology of the black youth in reference to the Central Park Five, and that mm. those young men, she pretty much bought into the idea that they were participating in violent behavior, and that their, uh, and that their um, arrest and subsequent imprisonment was justified because of a pathology that was taught to them as young black males. And she was alive when they were exonerated, and she didn't say shit. She was real quiet about that. And I think that that right there, I think that right there is a is a much more powerful legacy, especially Definitely. when you hear that she was, you know, she was a CIA informant. She spoke to the CIA in reference to, to things that probably the people who she spoke about were unaware of. And so while I definitely 
will give her her credit for being successful. She was successful because she was willing to work with the devil, and I don't respect that. So, you know, Bell Hooks is on a lot of people's lists as a laudable black woman, and I will say she was successful. And I will give her credit for that because absolutely. But to take the stand she did on black men, and then over time, as the, the sociology proved that she was wrong, as the judicial system proved she was wrong, for her not to be as vocal in defense of black men being victimized by the system, not all skin focus can folk. And I would not label her as an ally. And that is just me being honest about the legacy of somebody who existed in the material world to be critiqued. But, um, so yeah, I just wanted to eulogize that properly because she did deserve to be noted for everything that she did. Not just, not just the empowerment of black women, which is a great thing, but it shouldn't be at the expense of black men. We should all, we can all rise together. You know what I mean? Empowering black men and black women can go hand in hand. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't laud people who ultimately aided the division of black men and black women. You know, we can laud them for their success, but don't buy into the ideology. It, 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 young black men aren't super predators. They are victims, mostly. You know what I mean? But yeah. All right. Now that we've gotten the, the, the show off on the right foot, you been watching anything interesting this week? <laughs> Yeah, I caught a I caught a few interesting things. I caught um episode one of this show on Netflix I wanted to catch is this Korean joint called um what the hell's that shit called? Uh, Oblivion, I think it's called. Bro, like Korean that. Korean entertainment is hot right now, bro. Yeah. Hot. Yeah, yeah. Squid Game made that shit pretty mainstream. <clears throat> but I've been meaning to watch that one for a while. It was it's basically um someone receives a decree and then um the great the 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 decree tells you when it is that you're gonna die. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and, <laughs> that's a hell of a thing to find out. And that, um, and then specifically that you're going to be drugged, that you're going to hell as well. And then, and then at the time stated in the decree, three swole ass like, uh, like demon looking buddies, pyramid just, head niggas, just like they're they're just kind of just behemoths just swell buddies you know what i mean like, like humans onis? without skins like kind of kind of they're they're not too distinct you know they're just okay. like swell humanoids kind of like a bomb from um uh the first hulk gotcha. movie kind of it's kind of like what they look like honestly let me just interject this real quick that's one thing i really appreciate by about the uh the korean media that i've been consuming it is atypical of the asian media that i like to consume cuz like 99% of it is Chinese or Japanese. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the Korean infusion of their particular art styles and their lore and mythology, I like it. But yeah, yeah keep going. Pretty sweet. Um, and so pretty much uh, the three of those swell buddies just gang up on you and beat the shit out of you <laughs> and then set you on fire. And that's it. They just leave your flaming uh, a skeleton on the floor. 
And so the show is about a detective who's investigating that because oh, okay. the that Korean government is treating them as murderers. It's treating those those three like demon and demonic entities as like murderers. Because I mean, you, I, I'm assuming they wouldn't jump to like, yo, demonic niggas. You I know mean, what I mean? No, nah, there's there's video, broad daylight oh. video of people capturing them on video of them. Oh, like, I thought it was tearing like tearing through the street, fucking dragging this nigga's face on the were, side of the and bus just and shit like the that. public. No, no, none of that. That's just how they choose to approach it. Our job is to catch people who murder people. Those three things murdered people. We have yeah. to find them and bring oh, okay, them, yeah. apprehend them. They're definitely supernatural, though, right? Yes, <laughs> but the, they're, the police's job is to look at it from a logical perspective and to do their job. So, Got it. You know, that's how that's how they're going at it. And um, so the detective, he's sort of... Kind of, I'm so used to them like pacifying the people, like, oh no no, it's nothing. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely something, bro. Yeah, South, <laughs> South, South Korea, man. It's a, it's a little. They're the focus of their media is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the detective, his wife was killed by a murderer, and apparently the system is lenient if you're like um underaged or under the influence or shit like that. So some oh, dude really? like killed his wife, but he ended up only getting like six years, and he was released back into the public. So now half of the Korean public believes that these demon things are like uh, messengers of God that are trying to get humanity to reform. From what I understand, the Korean people are very religious. <laughs> and the other half, and the detective is sort of like, so it looks like they're building up to, I only saw episode one, but it looks like they're building up to the inner conflict of, is he going to, is he going to end up flip-flopping on that? Because it looked like, say, <laughs> um, there's an organization that worships them. Uh, I don't remember what they're called. But, Damn. But there's an organization that's like, yeah, well, I don't remember the name of the cult is what I meant mm. to say. Um, and um, they went to, he went to go invest, to talk to the chairman to see if they knew anything about it. Because they're like, yeah, this is what happens when human don't repent. You got to, this is a sign from so God. So come and burn your corpse? <laughs> I mean, burn your body? <laughs> Feel me? So, um, so he's like. The, the dad is super mad at the at the chairman because he's like, yo, you're basically, you know what I'm saying? You're a fucking cult leader, essentially. That's his beef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a valid beef, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring that to the table. And cult leader's like, I'm just doing the work of God. The people just come to me type shit, you know what I mean? They're the worst types, I went man. on a pilgrimage. He went, apparently, he went on a pilgrimage... Um, uh, he grew up in a Catholic orphanage, and he didn't. He wanted to commit suicide at the age of twenty because that's when they released him to the public. So he took a trip out into the Tibetan plains, and while he was climbing up some mountains, he saw those three demon buddies killing someone, and that's what opened his eyes and changed his mind to make him start Niggas to be become weird. a cult leader. Niggas be weird. Like, okay, I guess. Yeah. But I, it's interesting to see where it's going. I kind of like the dy- dynamic they have with the detective cop and. His dead wife and the system, uh, um, and the judicial system. In addition to his conflict with the um, uh, cult leader and shit, so it's interesting. It, it wasn't too bad. I'm, I kind of would like to catch more of that. Okay. And uh, the other thing I watched was fucking Hawkeye, which was amazing. Okay. Amazing. Break like, it down. Spoilers, <laughs> bro. Like I honestly think that a Hawkeye might. As I was watching it, I'm like, yo, this might be. 
my favorite. Like, I, do I like this more than Loki? Nice. I think I like this more than Loki is when I'm watching it. And then, I, like, yo, I've always liked the character Hawkeye, I, and especially Brian Brian Renner, What's Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Yeah, I liked Jeremy. I, I still to this day like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's he's great, man. Like, I'm I'm sort of the opposite though. I can't, I can't be like that. I've I've always been on the camp like, lol, this nigga's got nah, bro. From the moment I saw him on the helipad when he was under the control of Loki and how they dis- displayed his combat prowess, I was like. Respect this man. Yeah, that's cool. Respect this man. That's cool. I'm just I've n- never liked yeah. archers like that. I know. You know what I'm saying? So well, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm predisposed to liking the archer. So I was just like, so he was never Pause. like super cool to me. But this one is is not only is it a great deconstruction of the character of Hawkeye and Jeremy Renner's doing a fantastic job, but there's I mean, also a, like he he's a top he's an A list actor for definitely, sure. Definitely, absolutely. But they're also um, the story itself with with Kate Bishop and how everything is going and his dilemma with having another partner, especially another partner that reminds him so much of Natasha. Oh, it's great. They're, yeah, they're man. They're those two stories really, yeah, really well. There was absolutely no reason for him and, and Scarlett Johansson to to make that such a heartfelt... This is a great pairing. Yeah, yeah. like, yo, it was written chemistry. fine, but they added so much with their performance. Mm-hmm. It was just like, damn, dude, like, that's why I laugh at niggas who hate on uh, superhero movies. I'm just like, oh, y'all are just haters. You're just haters. Probably. There's literally <laughs> <laughs> no critique coming from you other than hate because within these movies there are tons of hugely evocative moments mm-hmm. that at very least you can say okay well that could be considered cinema you know what i mean because so yeah if if they were like average and blase they would not have endured this long period 20 20 years right endured this long years? Probably yeah, since oh three, we're coming up on it. Eighteen years, coming dog. Up on it. Yeah, like it's just it's such bitter hate. Sure. It's so such bitter hate. But anyway, yeah, yeah. And um, Hawkeye is awesome. Yeah. Oh, and they finally dropped a big, big reveal at the end of Hawkeye. It's a spoiler alert. Oh, so the series is done. Skip ahead. No, no, the series ends next week. Okay. But um, I'm a pirate. That shit. The big reveal is um, uh, what's the name of that shit? No, was, I'm not. I don't Kingpin. do illegal things. <laughs> The big reveal was Kingpin. It was that Kate Bishop's nice. mom is working with Kingpin. No. So it's like, that. that's how the episode ends. But the highlight of the episode. It's uh, Daredevil Kingpin? Yes. Nice. Yes. It's nice. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio coming Vincent back D'Onofrio, to reclaim yes. it. I was digging for his name. I was like, let me not even waste my time. <laughs> um, what's really dope, the highlight of the episode was um, Yelena comes in. Was was two things. Um, they show you what it's like from the perspective of someone who has been through the snap. Mm-hmm. So Yelena like goes into a bathroom and she's like looking in the mirror, the snap happens. And then you start seeing the, the, like the wallpaper in the bathroom change around her and she goes out and freaks out. And that's when her friend is like, yo, so she died, right? She went away in the for snap. five years. Yeah. You've been, and then she's, out for five so years. she has no memory. She just goes and comes back. Mm-hmm. Oh, to their ex. So damn, they came back with no experiences. And so that's some bullshit. Yeah. And so she's that's like, yo, bullshit. I gotta, I gotta call Natasha and tell her what's going on and see what's going on. Natasha's like, gone. Sit down. That that's that's how the episode opens. Oh, I can't and wait to see where they the go with this like character. That. But um, I can't wait to see. After watching Black Widow and hearing that, I can't wait to see where Black yo, the, the new rendition of dope, Black Widow man. is. She's so I dope. like her a lot. Yeah, they have um. She does this thing, but the the thing that all spies need to do when you try to intimidate someone, you break into their house and you sit in their favorite in the dark, thing while in the enjoying d- their favorite rude, thing. Yes, in the dark. Rude. That's exactly what she does. She breaks into Kate Bishop's house and she's like making fucking macaroni and cheese and shit. Nice. She's like, yo, you want some mac and cheese? Yeah. <laughs> what, you, what, my favorite 
part. Hold on, how many pockets does she have? <laughs> does she have? She's new, wearing the Winter okay. Soldier one. I mean, uh, oh, okay, the, the, one, the white one. Yo, She's that character at all points has to have some form of tactical vest or belt with Feel multiple me? pockets. Got to. That is such a quintessential part of her character, and it was so, so endearing. Like that—that's the kind of quirk. Or like, it is so funny <laughs> how she called out funny. Natasha on her quirk of like of flicking her hair and <laughs> and like, posing. Pose, bro. Yeah, you're a poser. <laughs> like, nah, nah, let your quirk be something fucking useful, like mad <laughs> pockets, she's nigga. Like, she's like, well, I was posing. I was trying to save the world. She's like, yeah, whatever, poser. <laughs> but I had mad shit in my pockets that could save the world as well. Yo, they did, she did the same thing to fucking Kate Bishop, right? Nice. So she's in the house and she's like, relax, I just want to talk. I, look, it's okay, I don't have any weapons on me. And she stops, she looks around, she's like, okay, I don't have any weapons currently in my hands. In my hands. And then she looks down at her ring. Okay, I lied. <laughs> Everything's a weapon. Was, um, right? The air around you I is a weapon. The weapon. <laughs> And there was another part where, like, eventually during the little their little back and forth, Kate got annoyed. And she was like, get out of my house before I kill you. And she was Whoa. like, oh, Kate Bishop, you're so funny. Whoa. See, you can't be funny, Kate Bishop. <laughs> I like you. I was like, You do have Damn. a sense of humor. Yo, that's cold as ice, bro. You can't, you can't take the most... You can't take the worst threat just to be like, ah, nice. I, I, the only Cute. the only step further would have been like, please try. All right. <laughs> please, I'm asking you to. Because I want to be able to stop you and make you know that you can't kill me without <laughs> having to kill you. That's the most demoralizing thing you can go through. <laughs> someone, um, I'm in your house, point, nigga, though. doing what? <laughs> someone brought up a good point that, that she sort of just, you know, she sort of, she doesn't know anyone in New York. She's just looking for friends. She sort of, she doesn't really want to have she not, a who, negative, uh, um, uh, Yelena. Yelena. Yeah, she doesn't want to have a negative relationship with Kate Bishop. So she's doing, she's trying her She also has no idea how to make friends. Like She does a pretty good job. We have, I think, you know, we take for granted that we at least had like 14, 15 years of socialization that taught us how to make friends. Right. Like she (laughs) only learned how to make friends to kill them. You know what I mean? She never learned how to genuinely make friends. And her sister, who's the only person who she had genuine feelings for other than her parents, is dead. So she's learning. And so this is her playing. Like, I dig it. This is, yeah. It, I, it, I can it was, imagine. It's, it's a really amazing scene. That's and like, so she, she has dope. to choose to be friends with people who can defend themselves because she plays deadly. And she, <laughs> she also has, she also makes the, the, the dopest exit, too, from nice. the open window. But yeah, it's um I'm really excited to see what the finale comes out to. And shout oh, out okay, to so Grills, who's yeah, like um Grills is just like this dude who was a LARPer that ended up becoming like the the, the support NPC MVP. Nice. Of the, of That's the my nigga. Yo, you know, yo, bruh. Bruh, instant my favorite character. You know me. I love me a good He's support like, nah, character. Hawk, I ain't go sleep in no hotel. Have my couch. Matter of fact, you can have my bed. <laughs> He's like, join me in it. <laughs> nah, girls was, it doesn't seem like girls was going that far. Oh, no, wait. He was talking to Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I ain't gonna put that on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's super dope, though, man. I'm fucking with it. I'm really excited to see where it goes. And it's definitely, it's it's my, my favorite uh, Marvel MCU show so far, TV show. So Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, really I look forward to when it's done because I'll, I'll catch a rip of it, you know? But yeah, you know, I haven't really watched anything. I've been heavy on the kids' movies as of lately. You know what I mean? Binge watching Cars 1 through 3, baby. Toy Story 1 through 4. That's how we do it. So um, I'm not going to talk about that. (laughs) So yeah, let's go ahead and hit up some of these topics. Lightning McQueen. Ka-chow, baby. (laughs) But yeah, dude. Um, So 
I got two stories in the gaming sphere. One uh, good, one not so good. So we'll start out with the with the with the scammerific news. So uh, the integration of NFTs into video games is becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew it was going to be, and I hoped for the best because I'm an idealist. You know that. You know. Ultimately, I hope for the best, even no matter how pessimistic the data may look to me. So, of course, the video game industry has uh, chosen the scummiest route possible to institute NFTs um, rather than using them in any kind of productive manner, whether it's from the metaverse trying to to institute their monetization through NFT distribution um, or, and God, man. You know, I, I got offered uh, a project management position on designing a farm for a Metaverse NFT. I was like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, gosh, that that's using your powers for evil, man. <laughs> yeah. But gosh, man, it's lucrative, man. I've also heard that it's it's the it's the new money laundering range, too. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Who do you think offered me? Anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> so Games are starting to institute NFTs in all all different types of manners, and notorious video game scanner scammer Peter Molyneux is mm. getting into it. So, are you familiar with some of his scams? No, nah, just the name. The name. Is, oh, super uh, scammer, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, the, the one that that I caught wind of. The, the one that I caught wind of that I thought was particularly egregious because he he particularly singled out a person's life and ruined it. Was the one where he offered? He had a uh, a contest where the winner would be uh, the god of his MMO. <laughs> he would have full server access. He would have full, you know. He and the people who were interested in doing this were very, very much anxious to to participate in this project. And he made all of the promises, and he made a good amount of money off of it, only for the servers to never go live. <laughs> Like, he never produced on this. That's and, fucked up. You know what I mean? And just when I think about the kind of person who wants to be the god of a digital universe, it's probably someone who needs that kind of release. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably someone who's not doesn't have a healthy social life, and that kind of release could probably save them from doing some self-destructive shit. You know what I mean? And for him sure, to take advantage of that. normal people that would do that, too. That sounds kind of cool. Absolutely. It, oh, man, let me tell you, it it promised quite a bit. Like, I'm I can sure only it imagine. looks like those people, but they ain't the only ones that's going to think that's cool. No, but it, it unfortunately, the person who won was somebody who was kind of like, I wanted to transfer my life into this. Like, I was going to make this something that I dedicated my life to. And boy, man, he was... He felt he was was got for not only the money, but, you know, taking advantage of because he definitely didn't have to waste that much time and effort into that. But um, that's the kind of shit that Peter Molyneux does. It, it, he scams people in large degree, but he takes from people on the individual level, too. Like, he's the worst type of scammer. He, scam, he scams wealthy, poor. He'll scam anyone willing to give him money. You know what I mean? Equal opportunity. Yeah, and so he's starting to get into uh, using NFTs as a monetization form for a new project that he's using. And I'm not going to give any air to it. I won't talk about it at all. All I'm saying is is that beware of these NFTs. Even if, even if I'm selling you one, don't buy it. 
Because <laughs> I promise you, I'm only doing it for the money. I am absolutely not doing it because I believe in this shit. It's terrible. And if it weren't for the fact that it's already, like, the train has already left the station. Like, people, this shit is, is, is a foregone conclusion. And, mm-hmm. and people are jumping on it. Like, you know, people that I fuck with, like, Drink Champs, they got an NFT. Like, Method Man has an NFT. And I'm like, guys, guys, oh, you don't know. You just, you have no fucking clue what you're getting into. And really what NFTs are is a scam to drive up the value of various uh, uh, coin exchanges. So whether it's Dogecoin or Shiba coin or Litecoin or Ethereum, it, these NFTs are just driving up their value. And the only value in driving up their value is in the validation of Bitcoin because none of those will ever... Because if those if if uh, cryptocurrencies ever became uh, widespread currencies, everyone would default to Bitcoin. They would not. That's the problem is that they you know all of these coins are promising that when they catch on they'll blow up to Bitcoin, and the problem is that if anyone saw them gaining value close to Bitcoin, they just get into Bitcoin. You know, no one is willing to put that much value into the unproven coin. You know, that, and, and that's the problem, you know, that's the problem with being a small investor in these markets is that all you're doing is giving validity to other people's investments. And so, you know, if you like the image and you want to buy the image and it's a reasonable price, buy it. I'm not saying don't buy digital art. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't, don't buy into the NFT market. The NFT market is bullshit. If we want to valorize digital art, which I think digital art does have value, we're going to have to find a different way. This was, that wasn't the use of NFTs. NFTs were not, were never going to be the, the the cure for that. You know what I mean? Because these things are way too reproducible. It's just too reproducible. And no one gives a fuck about your receipt. <laughs> Sorry, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And so, you know, as much as I love, you know, a lot of these artists who are getting into it, I really wish they wouldn't because I don't think they know enough about it to reasonably interchange with it. Like, you know what I mean? So if I were to ever do anything with that, trust me, I know what I'm doing and I'm not partaking in that in a in a way that I, would be predatory at worst you know i'm I, i'm promoting a a cryptocurrency that is eating up electricity you know what i mean but that shit's gonna happen regardless you know i i hope that that the people who are buying into these nfts know what they're getting into though but we have that in video games to final fantasy 14 Final Fantasy XIV has uh, experienced an unprecedented, an unprecedented amount of success in the MMO RPG realm, mm-hmm. and took the uh, baton and ran with it. Oh yeah, and and not only did they take the baton and run with it, they did so being mindful. Of every single user from day one, every step of the way. My account is still seven ninety nine, by the way. I don't, I don't know. I don't know when the last time you tried to log into Final Fantasy fourteen, but wait, last time I logged in, it was seven because we. I started my account in what two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Well, I don't remember, but it was a while. back. We played together, right? Yeah. Back then, yeah. So. Yeah, is that your your price when you when you played? Oh, I do not remember. Um, I played. I think like last year was the last time I played, and I don't remember how much it was. But I don't think it was a lot. It wasn't. 
It wasn't. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's the kind of shit that I'm that's talking about when I say they care for every single player. Every single player, you know? So much so that they've actually had to discontinue all marketing and shut down servers to new players because they are at full capacity. Holy and they do shit. not actually know when they're going to be able to physically enlarge the servers, meaning get more servers and hard drives and stuff to create data centers. So they've literally pulled all marketing and shut down all new users uh, for the foreseeable future until they can get maintained because they want to actually be able to provide the, the game have. to the people that they have. Mm -hmm. And it's that kind of service that will garner them the goodwill of every single person who logs into their servers, you know, from now until they decide that this game is no longer serviceable, you know? And, and Yoshi P, my man Yoshi P is winning so hard it hurts. <laughs> like, he's winning so hard it hurts because he has to, he's winning so hard he has to stop. He has to tell people, I can't. I can't even. Oh, I want every single. <laughs> I can't. I can't even play with you guys as much as I want to because I physically am not able to. That's wild. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of success. Congratulations. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And and the fact that on the on every time they've announced something of this manner, like the the shutting down of new players, the the delay of Endwalker, all of these things, he has given the most heartfelt apologies yep. to the community for his failing to meet their expectations at every turn, even though he's already exceeded their expectations. The funny part is, is that Yoshi P has so far exceeded the expectations. If it was like a curve on a graph, it so far surpasses the line that the threshold of, of, of satisfaction that he would literally have to, 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 to like fumble the bag completely you know what i mean and just not put out new content for years for people to lose their goodwill that's how much goodwill he's accrued you know what i mean like and the fact that he's still contrite about it about it every single time yeah like it just shows like you don't have to be dick bags activision blizzard you don't have to be dick bags because barring all of the side shit you did Whenever something would go wrong with WoW, rather than being gracious, you guys were fucking, you were malicious to your community about it. And you didn't have to be. You were pompous and arrogant. And, 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 and I'm grateful that they have him by they. I mean, Yoshi P and, and, and his, the whole Final Fantasy XIV development staff have, have set a precedent for their community that says, no, you deserve to be treated with respect. Because you guys make us great. You know what I mean? That's the precedent that's being set by the biggest game in the industry. You love to fucking see it. Oh, yeah. You love to see it. And, and, and the fact that it came from a Japanese company is crazy. Not that it's, there's, there's any reason why it wouldn't. But they haven't fumbled the bag like the American companies. Like, the Japanese company has been doing relatively well they rebounded from their fuck up and they're still the pioneers of 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 community interaction whereas these american companies have been fucking it up time after time after time and none of them have come out with such a a, a heartfelt uh apology to the community maybe i'm um 
what was it a no man's sky <laughs> yeah <laughs> that 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 developer did pretty good but even cd project red hasn't gotten back in the good graces of the community yet for what they did with cyberpunk you know what i mean and they were pretty contrite about it but they didn't ha- it was such a self-inflicted wound with cyberpunk 2077 because the community was willing to to give them the time mm-hmm. nobody was rushing them absolutely nobody was rushing them you know what i mean and the fact that they that that the that the uh developers were were pushed by the 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 financers to push it out earlier than it was ready you know at some point someone's got to put a stand down somewhere because this is the thing if the developers make a stand and God forbid they get fired or relieved of duty and then the company pushes the game out anywhere and it fails. Do you know the size of the lawsuit they have on their hands for wrongful termination? Oh gosh. I'm telling you, man, it wouldn't have been worth it for the companies and the devs just don't know their power because they're not unionized. If the devs were unionized, they would have had the the ability to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that. We know the game's not done, and you and you can't force us out because of it. We are trying our very best, but there is a timeline and there's reality. And so we try to make the two fit, but when it doesn't, you got to chill. You know what I mean? But they don't have that power. You know, so that it, it you know, the CD Project Red story is a multifaceted one. But yeah, you know, like <clears throat> all in all, you you can do the right thing and appease you know the 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 corporate boards and so forth because that's what Yoshi P is doing. Sony ain't firing him. There ain't no talks about him, you know, being in 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 tenuous position. So when devs allow themselves to be pushed around, they're giving their agency up. Because Yoshi P is not an executive. He's a developer. In the end, you know what I mean, and so I hope that not only do do the consumers of of these games realize that they there is a higher standard for how they should be dealt with, but the devs should take into account what kind of power they have when they actually design good games. You know what I mean, and 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 yeah, you know, just overall it. It's a it's a definitely a, a positive story for the industry, in my opinion. Definitely. But yeah, winning so hard it hurts, baby. I, I I hope to be that successful that I'm just like you know what, guys, I don't need any more new subscribers. <laughs> Y'all just chill. We got it over here. <laughs> but yeah, moving on from that, there was some interesting stuff going on in the entertainment sphere, dude. Did you? <laughs> I thought this shit was hilarious. So the Trump Media Group is starting an entertainment uh, media company, and they just it, it, first off, when you launch a uh, a media company and you don't have uh like a an established media outlet outside of like YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, something's up, and they've already launched public. So they're trying they're taking investor money. It's a short scam essentially. So clearly this stock is going to fail. So whoever buys into the stock, you're done. You're you're just throwing money into the wind. 
And then they short the stock, betting that it will fail, which they know it will because the stock was trashing to begin with. And then when it fails, they make money on that margin somehow, which I'm not exactly sure where that money comes from in a short sale, but someone's making money. And so like, I really hope that, that people who buy into that whole OAN, Fox News Network, that bullshit entertainment news shit that tries to pass off as real news, Dude, they're about they're about to get yoked up. They've been getting yoked up. You know what I mean? How do you got so much money, bro? How is there still money out in this demographic to to be milking? Like, I just don't get it. Like, th- that's a valuable demographic. Yeah, it, it's um, it's stolen money. It's like you said, the scammers don't the scammers don't invest. Scammers don't keep money. the money. They invested in shit like this that pops up all the time. When they run out of money, what do you think they're gonna do? Work hard and get to refinance. This is it. That shit is scam. More people out of work, buddy, and then they try to get people on the scam that got them. Yeah, and so and 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 I'm looking at the whole thing about Fox News because when I see that the Trump Media Group is starting like a news network, news media network, all I see is like worse Fox News, and. All of this shit that's coming out now about how the Fox News hosts were texting uh, Mark Meadows and the Trump administration to stop this whole thing going on in January 6th while they're on the air saying that it's not happening. They're Fake on news. the air, and it's and it's funny because it's time stamped. Like they like they're like, "Yo, you were on the air saying this it was not happening," and immediately after the cameras cut because you were live, you were texting people like Mark Meadows, "Yo." Can you get Trump to stop this? Because this is crazy. People are going to get hurt. She's like, yeah, this is my job, and that's real life. (laughs) I can separate the two. Bro, and so I'm looking at whatever would come out of this Trump media network, and it's just going to be, uh, more, when I say more, uh, I mean, it's going to be more inciting of stupid people to do stupid things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's dangerous. You know what I they mean? They already know their demographic. When I'm, I, I'm usually disinclined to engage with, with the stupidity that goes on in like the Honey Boo Boo networks. You know what I mean? Because these are the same people who like Honey Boo Boo and watch Duck Dynasty. And you know what I mean? <laughs> I usually leave them because that's benign. Like if you like Duck Dynasty, dude, I'm not mad at you. I think that they're stupid, but I'm not mad at you. You know, and if you like Honey Boo Boo, like that's pretty debased. But you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat you up about it. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is something else. You know what I mean? These people, when they cross over into like, oh, we consume like white nationalist fascist propaganda, it's like, all right, guys, this is no longer something that I could just benignly sit by and watch you guys fucking do anymore. Like that's that's not cool. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I, I I I see that group of people finding another outlet to reaffirm their stupidity, and that's very antithetical to any good that's ever going to happen in this country. Because those people, man, are gumming up the system. They're gumming up the system heavy, man. The middle of America is full of stupid people gumming up the system, and I don't say that lightly because I don't I I don't want to think that the vast majority. I'm not that misanthropic. I don't want to think that the vast majority of people are contributing negatively, but looking at the number of people who voted for Trump, I'm okay with saying you're stupid people. Because even if you don't like Joe Biden, voting for Trump is actually voting for bad things. You know what I mean? He's not hiding it. You know, like 
you've lost the veil of pretending. You know what I mean? And if that's the case, then fuck it. Gloves off. I think you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to re- remove the veil of pretension that that is the, the Republican or the old Republican guard, then I don't feel like I have to respect your feelings because you don't respect my human rights. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a relatively benign trade-off on my end, you know? I think I get it. That's the type of thing that you don't need to explain, you feel me? But yeah, <laughs> when you, you know. start shitting on your rights, you don't really need to explain why you won't fuck with them. Yeah. No, bro, yo, no no, Americans are debased. Yo, this country, man, <laughs> culturally is so weird that you'd be surprised. And it's, it's and it's why a lot of people, uh, a lot of minorities buy into the bullshit. Yeah, it's because <laughs> it's a part of the tactic. It's a part of the tactic to keep you docile. Docile. So, but you got to remember that people's words aren't magic. Just because people say stupid ass shit don't make none of that shit real. Nope. But you know what they did say and it became real? Lay's potato chip vodka. Uh, Oreo cookies I am, wine. I am. Those very, are real things, my nigga. I'm very confused by these things. So is, vodka's is this like made, an Oreo flavored wine. That shit is absurd. Do I don't eat, even know that how that works, wine you bro. Eat with Oreos. Both no, no, it's a disgusting. it's a wine bottle with a label that den- that looks like it's denoting Oreo flavor. I have no fucking clue. Sounds the potato gross. the Lay's vodka though is is um vodka made from the proprietary potatoes that they grow for Lay's potato chips. That makes a little bit more sense. That makes more sense. I just don't know if it's good. Um because the 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 potatoes they grow for vodka are very particular, you know, they're grown for certain starches that that you know, actually, nah, vodka don't really got a flavor. I'm thinking about it like I had a shot of Absolute before I came on set, and nah, that shit just tasted like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, just, yeah I think you could do it with any potato. How does it get you fucked up? Yeah, it, I, I'm pretty what's, sure it'll get well, you fucked what's, up. What's the price to fucked up ratio? That's really what matters for vodka. Yeah, yeah, dude, Absolute has turned out to be the uh, the go to as of lately because Tito's Tito's. I don't know. I don't like the taste of Tito's. <laughs> I'm not a fan, you know. And it's funny. The, it's funny because the person who introduced me to it is a dickwad anyway. So <laughs> I should have known that it was going to be a bad vodka. Yeah, I got memories of Tito's. <laughs> Fucking Tito's. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Moving on from that, let's hit some some of the uh, the music industry news. I thought this was hilarious. So Freddie Gibbs was evidently confronted by. By uh, Jim Jones in a swanky Miami uh, steakhouse, and uh, a bunch of niggas with uh, red red shirts and dusty braids beat the, beat the brakes off of, uh, oh, of Freddie no. Gibbs. Guys, we're in public. Guys, goddamn! I don't even know we're how that adults in public. I didn't. Know, I don't even we're know how that happened. Buddy for this. But um, yeah, no. See, I wasn't aware that Freddie Gibbs was uh, a known like. Poser, you know, I I didn't know that that he had already been called out in the streets on some bullshit. So evidently, eight years ago, <laughs> yeah, yeah, time travel, time travel. <laughs> evidently, eight years ago, Jim Jones was starting up some weird nightlife shit that he was calling vampire life. Okay. So, being the gang member right. that he is, he created a, a hand sign for vampire life. Okay. Now, Freddie Gibbs being from Gary, o- Gary Ohio? G- oh, Gary, Indiana? Uh, Gary, Indiana. Sounds about right. Um, 
I guess the the local gang affiliation where he is is Vice Lords. So when he sees Jim Jones throwing up a VL hand sign, he thinks that he's fake banging with Vice Lords. Okay, okay. So he speaks out of pocket. But the thing is, is that you're when you're not a real, real gangster. Goes wrong. And so Jim Jones G checks him. It is what it is. Sounds about right. Evidently, they've managed to stay away from each other until this point without ever really resolving the issue. So, Freddie Gibbs now very much in a different place than he was eight years ago. Uh, I guess thinks you know he's out in public and um, niggas won't put hands, paws, and feet on him. <laughs> and Gentlemen, that is in the past. We are here to enjoy good meal. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, no. Needless to say, I, I can't corroborate this. This is all hearsay at this point, but that seems to be the situation. Now, Freddie Gibbs, of course, went on Instagram uh, today and was like, yo, look at me. Do I look like I, do I, look like I was left off a of bad and bougie? Where they at? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So... I, I'm pretty sure it was a, I'm pretty ass. sure it was a pretty mild because I've seen what what white people call like a fight and it could have just been some niggas yelling. <laughs> it very much could have just been some niggas yelling. You know what I mean? So I'm let me let me I, I don't want to because I, I I'm a fan of Freddie Gibbs music at very least. But if you rap that way and 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 you don't got anything to back it up, then my G. <laughs> You're, listen, man. You can only talk but so much before it's someone time. Yeah, for sure. sees you. You it's know what I mean. And so, yeah, that that is what it is. It, you know, you should have security. You know, security. But I mean, look at Takashi. That nigga don't go nowhere bro, without a gang. That nigga don't security. go nowhere no more. Remember that nigga used to be in the public eye. Oh, used yeah, to be. I haven't seen that nigga nowhere. He haven't showed up with academics to play with his titties or nothing. You know what I mean? Like that nigga Takashi gone. Um, and 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 to to his best interest, I hope he grows. You know what I mean? Like I hope that Takashi disappearing from the public eye is him growing as a person. You know what I mean? Like, he's still super young, and so I will never say that he is impossible to grow out of what he was doing. I would like to see it first. I'm not going to give him credit for that without witnessing it, but it's possible. He's young enough to grow out of that, if he's surprised. But, you know, back to, 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 to the point at hand, um, yeah, you know, Freddie Gibbs got to be careful out in public, bro. If you're gonna talk greasy, you know what I mean. Keep an eight year beef fomenting, and then see a nigga in Miami. At that point, you should have been on some squash beef moment. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> niggas shouldn't have had to put hands and, and feet on you. You know what I mean? Uh, shit, that sucks. Yeah, that's gotta be embarrassing. But yeah, moving on to other entertainment news. Um, I thought this was real interesting. So Ye and Drake had this this uh Larry Hoover tribute concert. Okay. But for what? <laughs> like if Ye and Drake are gonna throw a concert, have at it, bro. That's awesome. I'm not mad at that. But to throw a Larry Hoover tribute concert and never once mention anything about Larry Hoover throughout the entire show. They never once mentioned that Larry Hoover 
was uh, a gangster disciple. I, I believe he was GD. Don't listen. If there's anyone out there who knows better and is offended, I apologize. But, you know, Larry Hoover was, a you know, head of a gang. You know what I mean? He's in jail for a reason. Not to say that there's a lot of things around that 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 uh, are also fucked up. He was he you know what I mean? Like, yes, the police are bad. And yes, society is organized to disenfranchise black men. You also don't have to kill other black men. And he did kill some people. So, you know, there's a reason why he's in jail. And I'm pretty sure he's aware of it. And I'm pretty sure that they are aware that the parole board has already denied him getting out. So this whole thing, like, what is the point of this? You didn't educate anyone on 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 who he was. The You know for a fact, it is factual that they are not going to release Larry Hoover. There's nothing to raise money for. The state has already said they will not release him. He's a proven murderer. He could be doing a ton of great things now. But he murdered some men. And unfortunately, you don't get out after that. So what the fuck are you having a Larry Hoover tribute concert for? Have a concert by all means. But why are you appropriating this man's name? And this is just, once again, Kanye showing his ass the way he appropriated backpack rap and then turned around to talk shit about backpack rap and Kali when he has cited in multiple interviews saying that they were the ones who he was trying to be like, da, 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 only to come out now and say, I never liked their raps. I mean, come on, man. That's some bitch nigga shit. You know? And that just shows. I expect that kind of flaw shit from fucking Drake. Cause he's he's you know he's faking it anyway. I get it. You know what I mean. I don't expect genuine anything from Drake, but Kanye, come on, dog. You know, for somebody who who is is attempting to to repair their their image in the the black community, because I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That nigga's that nigga's image in the black community outside of the entertainment industry is trash. It's not good. The black community has, and I'm not speaking for the black community. This is shit that is well in the air. This is well in the air. You know, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. This is not me overgeneralizing. There's a lot of black people angry at Kanye. He's got some repairing to do with that relationship. You know what I mean? And and to to appropriate Larry Hoover to that end without giving any respect to the man's name, some bullshit in my opinion. You know, but that's. That's just me. I could be I I could be reading too too much into that, but that's that I think is I think that's a, a pretty lowbrow thing to do, especially for somebody who's a Detroit hero. You know, you could at least talked about the man. Could have at least told the people he ain't getting out, but put some book money on his commissary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he could have directed some shit to the man to make his life a little bit better, but anyway. I guess it's my fault for expecting real shit from fucking fake ass entertainers. Moving on from that. <clears throat> so yo, did you see that man, they're the Biden administration has been going extra hard at Julian Assange to carry on. And 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 this is what's fucked up about the whole Julian Assange case is that the Obama administration even realized that they had no grounds based on the journalistic merit of what was released. And they dropped the case. And it wasn't until fucking retard Trump comes into office and reopens the case, because he's a dickhead, honestly. It was on a total whim. 
that he directed the FBI to reopen the case. And now the fucking Biden administration, like many of the things that Trump did, is just doubling down on it rather than just ending that because it's it was feckless to begin with. And you know why? You want to know why he's doing it? Because even though there is no judicial case, America has no judicial case against Julian Assange or else they would have him already. The British court is absolutely in cahoots with the American judiciary. They absolutely are not holding him against the American judiciary because they want to. They're doing it because they have to. They're doing it because if the trial goes through and they exonerate Julian Assange, the British government would be at, at, at uh, on the hook. Because why would you have extradited somebody who was exonerated when you had all of the evidence presented to you because the judiciary will provide it to you. The judiciary in America is not hiding the evidence from the British government. So if you have evidence against this man presented to us, we would love to give him to you so that our taxpayer dollars can stop paying for him. They don't have it. They just don't have it. So why are they prosecuting Julian Assange the way that they are? Why are they persecuting him? Because they haven't even gotten to the prosecution yet. And it's probably because the intelligence community wants to, to send a chilling effect to journalists that we don't give a fuck what your rights are. If you release information on us, we will hound you to the ends of the earth till you're dead. And that's what that's the that's the real effect of the attacks on Julian Assange. It has no, it, it can only ratify journalistic freedom in America based on the evidence of what's of what's come out at this point. Even if at the point in which they they were they were trying to bring up a prosecution against him in the Obama era, they they didn't know the things that they know now. At this point, the further persecution is completely unmerited. It's completely unmerited. They know factually that the, there was journalistic merit and that he followed all of the proper channels for releasing that information. Nobody's been hurt. They can't present one instance of an American agent being hurt by this information outside of the quote-unquote reputation of the military. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's really absurd that they, they're taking all the lengths that they are against this man. Um, and he's an asshole. Don't get me wrong. I don't like Julian Assange. I'm not advocating for him as a person. I'm advocating for his legal rights as a human. And that, I don't think, should be curtailed because you're a dickbag. You know, I don't think that that's the only thing that should should be brought. We should at least have to bear some further evidence outside of our opinion of you when we're talking about extraditing someone to a hostile power. That's just my opinion, though. Moving on from that, you have the the rampant weather ripping through the Midwest. So they a few days ago, they had tornadoes that tore through. Kentucky destroyed an Amazon factory, a candles factory. Um, both companies refused to let their workers leave when they had the warnings. Both companies suffer fatalities. Damn, both companies are, are, are trying to evade the responsibility for having done so. This is some bullshit, bro. And if they get off of this shit, oh boy, if they get off of this shit, man, it, it will really be very telling. It will be very telling because those people asked to leave and they were threatened. 
They were threatened with losing their job when there was an active tornado warning, as if that's what they were supposed to do, when clearly they did not have a shelter worthy of putting those people in. It was destroyed. They didn't have an underground shelter like they were supposed to. They just didn't have the, the, the facilities that would have merited them forcing them to stay there. But yet they're somehow trying to evade responsibility for those people's deaths. And, and you know, that's why, you know, you want to support Amazon? That's on you, man. That's on you. That company is going... If there's ever been a Whalen yutani company that's going to fucking destroy humanity, I'm telling you, Amazon's working. They're working. They want to be that fucking chom company that fucking dominates the universe, man. And... If we let them, it'll be at the expense of each and every one of us because that's we're the fuel for their rise, you know, and that's just trash. The the way that they treat their workers, you know, it, that's that's really exploitative. I mean, and and for for Amazon to be a, a multi hundred billion dollar company and then not just pay, you know, pay your dues to these people. Fuck. Just pay the fucking dues to these people because I'm sure the only thing that you can do is financial. You know what I mean? Like, you're soulless corporation, so you can't offer them sympathy. No one would expect that of you, you know? Just give them the, like, God damn, dude. Like, the evilness that comes from these companies is so stellar. And the complacency of the American public makes me really feel poorly about the average American. It really does. Because the fact that you can be complacent towards a fucking company that forces people to work at a shitty fucking factory warehouse during a tornado and has no compunction towards denying them any kind of compensation, their families, it's just, yo, dog, you deserve the world you have at that point. You know, it, you know, I, I don't want to hear complaints from people like that, even though I'm sure a lot of them aren't. They're too stupid to complain about what's happening around them. But that shit is that's very upsetting to me. It's hugely upsetting. You know, once again, once again, if these workers were unionized, they would have had the job security to leave during a tornado. Once again, proving you can't leave any workforce in the hands of corporations because look at the candlestick factory that was privately owned by a small company and guess what they also did the same shit to the fucking detriment of their workers so workers cannot trust corporate entities big or small if you work for someone else you need to get together with other workers and organize yourselves in whatever way possible because let me tell you, they will work you to death if they can. And every boss is nice. And when I say that, I mean that kind of tongue-in-cheek. Not every boss is nice. But when your boss is nice, trust me, it's not because they're your friend. They just they just rather use honey than than salt when it comes to coercion. But that they are not your friend. You know? A lot of, I see so many people who who sacrifice for their jobs. Like, I mean sacrifice of themselves heavily. Time of their own money. Look at teachers, you know, teachers. And, and, and the worst part is they're unionized, you know, like, you know, so that's not, you know, when you unionize, make sure that you're part of a union that's, that's actually effective. At least teachers are understandable, right? 
you want people who care that much about the youth to actually be teachers. Absolutely, but we shouldn't require them to buy the books. Not saying classes. we should. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all sanctioning what is happening to them. Just saying okay. that that no, is a very right. important quality for a teacher to have. Because teachers that don't give a fuck about your kids, definitely not the type of person you want to actually teach your kids. Absolutely, and it's crazy the fact how that many they're of them willing still to end make up that there. sacrifice is a fantastic quality in a teacher. The fact that they have to do it sucks. It means our system is trash. Yeah. The there's there's so much that needs to be to be fixed in 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 terms of of worker organization in certain industries like because some industries aren't unionized some of them are unionized to the detriment of of the consumer it's just you know and you know teachers shouldn't have teachers are 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 public services like the fact that those are where all of the unions reside and they're the ones who have the the majority of their uh work experience codified in law already you know what i mean like what's the point of a public sector union when the public labor force that works for municipalities has the strictest rules to begin with you know what i mean like the municipalities don't have the same uh corporate drive to exploit workers or they used to not have that now i guess cities are money-making entities but back in the day before like there was no reason for for public sector workers to 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 have to be exploited the way they were. It wasn't until corporate influence in in cities became a, a huge thing that the workers really needed to to start to unionize to counteract that. And then when they did, the unions got subverted by people who were in the same mindset as the corporations. Mm-hmm. The administrators became just corporate administrators. And so the like you have the teachers caught on before the workers did yeah and then the workers adopted the corporate structure and it was like no that was what you were fighting against you know what i mean but you know that that is what it is you know we'll only make it but so far individually we have to organize in some way but be careful of how you organize because it could end up being feckless and ineffective in whatever uh industry you're in moving on from that yeah, I thought this was interesting. LAPD was contracting companies to monitor their social media, and the types of shit that these companies were flagging is fucking hilarious. So, they were flagging things like black woman <laughs> and uh, hate, the word hate, but not contextualizing it. So, they have... Hundreds and hundreds of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of 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 dossiers on people because of their social media presence because of things that they say like, I hate to tell you, but that's a pretty stupid idea. <laughs> Completely out of context. That's the tweet. Obviously in reference to something else, but because it contained the word hate, they 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 created a whole dossier on this person. Only to find out that the context of the tweet had nothing to do with anything that was relevant to the police whatsoever. By the way, your social media really isn't relevant to the police unless you're committing crimes. In which case, they can do what they usually do, which is show up after you commit the crime. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to preempt your social media crimes. They don't preempt any crime. You know what I mean? Except for the ones that they're faking. (laughs) So, you know, the whole idea that LAPD thinks that scrubbing social media and using our taxpayer dollars mind you to pay a company to sit there on social media and monitor black twitter is fucking stupid like these police departments man 
if you can't get behind, even if you don't believe in abolishing the police, which is completely reasonable in my opinion, if you can't get behind, like, yo, these niggas have way too much fucking money in their hands for no reason, then you really are kind of just daft. Because the amount of money that your city puts towards police that could be put towards fixing anything, anything, any single problem that you see in your city, then, you know, once again, you deserve the world that you get, you know? And, and the the part that sucks about that is that I have to live in the world that you get. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I didn't have to live in the same world that these people deserve because they're shitbags. And not everyone's a shitbag. So not everyone is deserving of the same fate and ends as these people who are actively making the world worse. Like, that shit is actively making shit worse. Proposing that kind of, of nonsense. I just... I can't... I can't get it. Like... And their budgets are ridiculous. Like... I think that the NYPD was at a billion dollars. And it's like, really? Really? Like, name one other municipal resource that, that takes a billion dollars and has such little effect on actual, on the, on the actual issues that they're trying to solve. Like, it's so absurd. You know, like, if you, don't, if you can't get something done with $500 million, then maybe you're just not the person for the job. <laughs> You know, and 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 it's so bad. It's gotten so bad that even if the even if the the mayor of a city pulls the permit for the police department, they wouldn't listen. They do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? And and that's the scary part is that there really is no pulling out of this. Like even if we excise them and told them, nope, we're pulling your charter, they wouldn't care. They would do whatever they want, and they probably have enough people in public to make it da- dangerous. And that's usually problematic, you know, and, and, and that's what makes me kind of disparate about like, how do we save American society? Like, can Americans like is the only way down? You know, like, I don't want to lack the, the, the imagination and vision to see a way out of this. It might never happen, but it's, there's a way. It's, it's really just, pessimistic to not even imagine, be able to imagine a way out. No, no, no. There's definitely a way. It's just the, the, the objectives that you have to clear in order for it to succeed, that's what will not be met. You feel me? I, the question is, can the current iteration of America's, Americans solve the problem? It's not whether or not the problem can be solved. It's whether or not this current iteration of Americans have the ability to do so. Whether or not it's... By resource or just the problem them coming together to actually do it. So, like when you say there's two iterations of Americans alive right now, you have the millennials and you have the the people, the old, the octogenarians. Like the octogenarians are really good at codifying their shittiness into law, and the millennials are really bad at doing anything. And so I'm that's that's worrisome. You know what I mean? Like, do I think? Do I, do I think that the older ones are, are going to stop doing what they're doing? Nah. Do I think that the younger ones are going to be effective at changing things? Not really. They're, they're too interested in arguing on Twitter. You know? And, and, and posting food pics on Instagram. And I know that I, that I say that pejoratively, but... I mean, if you're distracted, I get it. It's just you're distracted at the at the expense of the future because 
we need all hands on deck. Like, I think humanity needs all hands on deck, or at least American society needs all hands on deck to right this ship. That's my point. You and know? I do not believe that the current iteration of Americans, whether the older generation or the younger generation, I don't think that they're going to get it together in time to stop the corporations from, from you know, doing what corporations do. Yeah, and that's just consume everything till it's a desert. Yep. Yeah, that's rough, man. Turn forests into deserts. That's what we do out here. Bro. We, we're re- we revolutionize it industrially. Ain't that a bitch. And, you know, as these extreme weather conditions hit the Midwest, it's going to be a real culture shock as you see all those 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 people from center of America now necessarily start fleeing into cities. We're going to see an influx of, of people migrating to cities because they have to get away from the extreme weather that's happening in the center of the country. You know, like, it's one thing to that we're getting hotter days on the coast, but I think you'll take hot days over tornadoes, right? Tornadoes are pretty wet. There's a hurricane in the middle of the country right now, if I remember correctly. Like, <laughs> there's, like, hurricane-force winds circling in the middle of the country, like— yeah, they're yeah. not they're not made for that shit. I'm telling you this right it's right now. Worse. Middle of America ain't made for for hurricanes. The fact that there's that much moisture, they ain't made for that shit, bro. They gonna I'm telling you, those old people right now are like, nah, I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> it ain't worth it. Pack it up, Sally. We're heading out. But yeah, you know, so I, that's gonna be a, a culture shock that I don't think America is gonna be really be uh, ready for. But yeah, we'll see in the next 18 months because we're going to get another cycle of really bad weather. And I think that's going to mm-hmm. be the kicker because people, I mean, those towns, it, like the, when I say those tornadoes destroy towns, like I think it's like Mayfield, Kentucky is like destroyed. And then people are sitting there crying and crying and crying, man. And it's so hard for me to see, feel sympathy for white people sometimes. And I know that that's super racist of me, but damn, dude, it's so hard to feel sympathy for them because it's like, yo, dude. You know, black people be crying and crying and crying talking about all of the injustice against us, and we get so little sympathy from you guys. It's really hard for me to return it. Yeah, but again, always remember, two wrongs don't make a right. It don't. It don't. But even chimpanzees require uh, reciprocal behavior. Even chimpanzees recognize when they're not being treated fairly. You know what I mean? Like It's a very basic primate instinct to be like, yo, if you don't fuck with me, I don't think it benefits me to, to to feel to waste that energy on you. I just don't know. Like I have a finite amount of it. And you don't waste yours on me. So maybe I should reserve it for you know what I mean? I don't know. I think that's a very natural inclination though. But it is tragedy. I know, I shouldn't feel that way. It is it is a huge tragedy that that has befallen them. One that, you know, is only exacerbated by their politicians because they refuse to get out of coal. They refuse to to actually invest in infrastructure. You know what I mean? This is all stuff that 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 infrastructure uh, investments could have alleviated. Because they they don't call the middle of America Tornado Alley for nothing. It's literally called Tornado Alley, guys. I think that maybe, just maybe, you should brace for tornadoes. I'm just throwing a wild guess out there. And so there's people who are responsible for that who have failed them. You know what I mean? And that's a problem. That, that's a huge problem. You know, and I think that in the wake of all of this, the lesson is, is that once you're rebuilt, 
make sure you put people in, in, in charge that actually are going to do their responsibilities and their due diligence. You know what I mean? There's been so many failures of government officials in the past two years to, to enact things that we have plans for, whether it's a pandemic response, which existed at one point in time. Why we faced a pandemic without one makes no fucking sense. Why they exist in Tornado Alley without reasonable protocols for how to deal with tornadoes? Not really. I, I, I don't have a good explanation for you for that. But I think coming out the other end of this, I think we should start realistically talking about solutions that include holding some people accountable. Because that shit, we can't just keep letting our officials not do their job and then expect the next official to come in and somehow magically feel like it's incumbent on them to do their job. They're not going to do their job unless we start holding them accountable for doing their job. And so, yeah, you know, that, that, that shit was real crazy. And we'll wrap up on this one only because it had a word pun in it that I think that you're going to like, even though the story <laughs> is pretty fucked up. But uh, so in Ohio, there is a, a, a Muslim act, uh, act advocacy group named wait for it Cairo Ohio <laughs> come on no that's pretty funny <laughs> but the reason why this story is so fucked up is because the dude was feeding information to anti-muslim agencies and uh he was actually responsible for a lot of people um being targeted by anti-muslim groups for hate crimes and so I don't know why what or what possesses asshole. someone to do that as a Muslim person himself, but that shit's fucked up. That shit was fucked up. But the name of the co- uh, of the organization he was part of, I thought it was like it was so witty. I was like, "What? That is no way." Funny. Cairo, Ohio. That that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I see what you did there. But yeah, that was that was pretty fucked up. But you know, more and more, I think other minorities are coming into the. Um, the very shitty understanding of in America that there's a lot of in-group hate. And the idea that not all skin folk is kin folk is a is actually, I think, more centralized as part of the American black experience. Um, not that in places like Haiti, there was the Comprador elite who uh, were the mulattoes, who were very close to the French oppressors of Haiti. So there was black people oppressing black people in Haiti, and they created... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the culture itself. That was how society was was structured, and those people benefited economically from it. In in black culture in America, there is a a hatred that kind of runs throughout it, that it's not indicative of, of it's it's something that's taught to them by the society. It's something that's imbibed every single day by the images and things that you know what I mean. It's not the kind of hierarchical uh, uh, um, social edifice that that was going on in other places. You know the self hate in 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 the yeah you know that you see in some American black people is a very psychologically manipulative thing that has been perpetrated throughout generations. You know what I mean? And and it, it, it's hugely problematic. But, um, yeah, it's something that other demographics are now starting to, to see 
pop up within their own groups. You know what I mean? Such as a person, a Muslim man who heads a Muslim advocacy agency who's arming anti-Muslim groups. You know? It's really sad. It really is. Now, I'm waiting to see what comes of this because I'm hoping that there's another shooter fall and we find out that he's being set up maybe. But the evidence seems pretty clear cut from the story I was reading. But, you know, that's just go that I, I just want to talk about that. A for the word puns, because you know, gotta bring those to the table. But um, once again, this is not just a black thing, you know, not all skin folk is kin folk is something that everyone should should uh be aware of. That people's motivations typically extend beyond their skin color. You know what I mean? Anybody can be poisoned by hate. Yeah, you know, it's not a it's it's not a, a it's a psychological issue. It's not something that is present in the environment. There's nothing in the environment that makes you racist. It's your own mental deficiency that makes you racist type of thing. You know what I mean? So because of that, that deficiency can exist in anyone. So whether you're Muslim, black, white, Hispanic, everyone could have hate for themselves and, and project that onto other people of their own race. So... I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us on Patreon or Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social medias on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thank you again for joining us. Have a great time. Peace out. Take it easy.